This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background, and of course, spoil the endings, all in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we go funny with this comedy called All's Well That Ends Well, written somewhere between 1598 and 1608 by, of course, William Shakespeare. Why is it called that? This title is similar to the famous saying, the ends justify the means, with Shakespeare alluding to the fact that just because things appear to end well or positively, then how we got there is fine. The ridiculous ending highlights the length Shakespeare has to go to to make this series of poor choices end well. It's more evident that the ends do not justify the means. The story follows two main threads, but they interweave because of course they do. The King of France is sick. He doesn't think he'll get better. He even sends his doctors away. In steps our female lead, Helena, whose father was a very well-respected doctor. But he passed away, and Helena is adopted by a countess. Two things are discovered about Helena. One, she is in love with her adopted brother, Bertram. And two, she thinks she can cure the king using her father's remedies. Helena bets the king she can cure him. If she fails, she will accept the penalty of death by torture. If she succeeds, and the king recovers, Helena will be able to choose any man in the kingdom to marry. There's also all this stuff about Helena being a virgin and Parolis, a quasi-villain of the story, mocking her for it. There's actually no real villain in this story, unless you count Helena or Bertram, but we'll get to that later. The king recovers, because of course he does, and Helena chooses Bertram, because of course she does. But Bertram thinks Helena is beneath him, and almost nothing will convince him to take her hand. The king puts some pressure on Bertram, and he eventually accepts. Bertram talked to his mate Parolis about how rotten his life is, being forced to marry, and he goes off to a war to escape. Bertram, the sad fiancé, writes a letter explaining that he will only marry Helena if she can do the impossible. 1. Gain and wear his heirloom family ring, which he keeps with him at all times, and 2. Fall pregnant by him without ever having sex with him. This upsets Helena and the Countess, Bertram's mother, and Helena's adopted mother. But, of course, it's not incest. There's some stuff about Helena's ring never leaving her finger unless she marries Bertram, but the rest of the play is Helena basically trying to do those two impossible things. And spoiler, she succeeds. More of that soon. The second thread follows Bertram as he escapes his marriage vow. But Bertram is not really the focus. It's really about his rude and bawdy friend Parolis, who tries to convince everyone he is really brave. But they play a trick on him, making him think he has been kidnapped by the enemy, and he quickly betrays and besmirches Bertram. After Helena fakes her own death, Bertram returns home. He quickly falls for a young virgin Diana and tries to seduce her, even proposing marriage. But Helena gets to know Diana using her cunning, gets her to ask for Bertram's special ring before they make love at midnight. He agrees, but Diana and Helena switch in the dark, allowing the second part of Bertram's impossible wager to be complete. Bertram also leaves with what he thinks is Diana's ring, but it's actually Helena's. Helena now has Bertram's ring and his child in her belly. Wow, that was quick. There is some nonsense at the end with the king being confused about rings, Bertram lying about trying to seduce Diana, and then all is revealed, especially Helena's fake death. But with a wager won, Bertram accepts his marriage, and the king basically says, all's well that ends well.
Like I said, there's a lot of bad characters by modern standards, but no real villain, and there's no heroes here either. Everyone's pretty complex. Helena deeply loves a man who is obsessed with status and seducing virgins. She fools him into having sex with her, and that's not nice. And yes, he gave her an impossible challenge, but that's no excuse. It's also a comedy, with lots of fun wordplay, some great words about love, and a bunch of double crosses. Well, if you didn't know the play before, you do now. A bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. And remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments that you would love to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside, and this episode of Script Tease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more script teasers and over 200 episodes from The Aside. If you'd like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.